Heart First Radio. Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome to Word First Radio, the podcast brought to you by Word First Ministries. I am your host, Jacob O'Neill, and as always, I'm joined by my friend Cameron. What's up? How you doing, man? Doing good. Awesome. Very cool. Well, we've had a very eventful August, so mm-hmm. why don't we go ahead and just jump right into some of the stuff yeah. Word First has been able to do. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been busy, and busy is good. You know, mm-hmm. we... I say we like to say, I won't blame this on you. I like to say busy is better than bored. Sure. And it's actually cool. Um, after a time where like that feels like a, there's transition or maybe we're mm-hmm. not doing the right things or we've been here for some amount of time now, it's like, are we doing the right stuff? Are we doing enough stuff? Mm-hmm. And now to sort of feel like the boulder is starting to tumble down the hill. You know what I mean? Or at least <laughs> like we're pushing it up to the top or something like yeah, that. Yeah. But if, to feel like we're making progress and doing things. So um, yeah, so this month had a lot of stuff. I think maybe... We'll take it in order. I think the first thing really that happened was when you were in the worship team for that youth camp. Yes, absolutely. So uh, right after, um, like right in the beginning of August, there's this really large youth camp uh, that meets somewhere in the south, more towards western side of Norway. It's a city called Vegelshai. Um, I was invited to be a part of the youth band last year, and I was asked to do it again this year. I was very, very excited and happy to do that. Um, that was tons of fun. I played electric guitar in the band. It's really great. For me, it's kind of, it serves two purposes, right? For me, it's, I get a chance to play electric guitar finally, and it's like Norwegian boot camp for Mm me. (laughs) Yeah. Because uh, while most of the teenagers uh, speak very good English, that's not uh, what you want to be doing when you're at camp with all your friends. You want to speak only Norwegian. Well, you have the opportunity to sort of be immersed in the language. Yeah, yeah. more than I usually am, right? And uh, we've talked about it before, how it's hard to uh, learn Norwegian in Oslo, particularly because it's very enabling that everybody speaks English. It's a very international city. A lot of people like to speak English. Uh, Vegoshai is not, to Mm -hmm. say the least. Uh, You're in the middle of the woods with a bunch of uh, Norwegian students who grew up in Norway, and most of what they speak is Norwegian. So it's just a... It's like, you know, you know, when the first time you jump into the deep end, like the eight <laughs> feet, eight feet deep end of the mm. pool, that's what Vega Shai is as yeah. far as language learning goes. So, uh, last year being there, uh, made me jump very high, uh, in my language learning progress, being immersed in a language only for a week this year, not as much high of a jump, but it was so good, uh, to practice that. It was awesome. We got to see people be baptized at Vega Shai, which was wow. awesome. I got to connect with a lot more students. A lot of students recognized me and wanted to say hi. And that was a lot of fun. Um, just a lot, a really great time to minister. Something that's really exciting about that though, um, is that our church that we're currently a members, uh, a member of, uh, brought for the first time a group of kids yeah, from good. our church to yeah. Vega Shai youth camp. That was pretty awesome. If you had to estimate, how many churches do you think are represented? How you say it's a big thing? Like yeah, yeah, how, yeah. Who's invited to Who's invited to this thing? Uh, so everyone from uh, Christiansand to um, Lillehammer to uh, lots uh, Fredrikstad, uh, yeah. lots of different churches around the east side of Norway and the south. Yeah. How many churches are a part of it? I don't know. Maybe maybe ten. Something like mm-hmm. there was something like over two hundred students. Wow. It was the largest turnout they had ever had. Wow. Um, it was so large, however, that uh, they, di- they didn't really have a place for me to sleep. This is not at all uh, – I don't say this at, with any bitterness at all. I, it actually turned into a lot of funny stories. Um, but I had to sleep uh, kind of what was in the – what they called the prayer room. We kind of turned it into a little bedroom for me. But very, very many people had to sleep outside on tents because there were so many students there. It was definitely the biggest year they've ever had. Mm. So maybe like 10 – 10, 15 churches, something yeah, like good. that, bring a bunch of students. Some wow. bring like 
uh, around like six or seven, uh, like our church. Some people uh, more in towards Frederickstahl or in the south are uh, a little larger, so, or in Xi'an as well, especially. Mm-hmm. So they bring maybe like 20, 30. Um, but in any case, I mean, it's a place where lots of students go. And based on the messages I've heard, I mean, people hear, heard the gospel every day. Good. People got to, you know, meet Jesus. People got baptized. It was a, it was a really great week. Yeah, and excellent. I was super happy to do it again. And that's yeah. one of the things I've noticed. So of course, um, I'm blessed that the team that came over has the team, team that came to Norway is just filled with skills. And so it's um, really, I don't know if rewarding is the word, but I am like a proud mama goose. <laughs> like a proud mama goose getting to see uh, the team in, in general and Jacob in specific, like his, his talents and skills being recognized. And so, uh, he being invited to all kinds of stuff. So Jacob's leading worship at places all over, all over Norway. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, it's a really great, it's a really great thing for me to get to see. Um, so that was Vegoshai. I think maybe I'll talk now about, so we, I met with Benta. So Benta is one of the pastors in our church Mm -hmm. and she's the one when we got here, who kind of laid it out and said, listen, if you guys want to plant a church, then join our church, which is called Home Church. Join mm-hmm. Home Church. And that's something we'd be eager and excited to help you to do. And so that was that was uh, nearly two years ago when that happened. And in the meanwhile, we've kind of been, I would say, feeling each other out. That's not even what's been happening. Like It's like we haven't, none of us have done this before. Mm-hmm. So it's been some like discovery and understanding what that's like. Yeah. And so we're getting to a place where it felt a little bit like, we haven't talked really about when's it going to be time? What does it look like? What does our continued relationship look like? Are we doing the right things? Are we doing the wrong things? So Benson and I, uh, God love her, she came all the way, I say all the way out here. It's what, a half hour or so from by, her by bus. Yeah, by yeah. bus. It's like a 10 minute drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But she came all the way out to me and uh, over some coffee, just talked about like, what does forward look like? Forward look like. And step one was I committed to her that, the word first team was going to spend the summer codifying, writing down, getting, so getting clear on then writing down, like, what is our mission out here? What is it, Mm -hmm. what does it look like? Our mission and our vision. And we've talked in, we've talked in abstract principles before. What is it that we like overall are here to do? What does that kind of look like? A few sort of specific, we're doing missional community. What does that mean? Well, here's, Mm -hmm here's what it looks like kind of vaguely. So it's been kind of vague. And I said, we're going to solidify that as best as possible. So that at the end of the summer, we can meet again and give you sort of our whole understanding of what it is that we want to do. Like what we think God sent us out here to do, what we think we're, we're prepared to do. Um, what does all of that look like so that we can then start working on planting? And it may be, you know, we had the understanding. I said, maybe at the end of this, you say, well, listen, you guys aren't even close. You're not going to really get to do that for 10 years, but here's what the next 10 years look like. But like, right. whatever it is, like, hey, where are we at? Where are we going? And then understanding together, like what lay in between mm-hmm. those two, those two points. And, uh, so we did that. I'll talk, we had that meeting, which I think we'll talk about not quite yet because that happened the most recently, but in mm. the, in the meanwhile, mm. one of the things that happened was we as a team took a, I don't know what to call it, a working retreat, yeah. something like that. I've been a, calling it a spiritual retreat oh and gosh. been feeling really terrible yeah. about saying it that way. I don't know if that's but, what it is exactly, yeah. but Lisa and our church uh, has this beautiful house on the mm-hmm. farm where she grew up yeah. that just is stunning. And it's in the, it's in the middle of the country and there's like mm-hmm. nothing around right. and it's on the lake. It's just gosh, I don't, oh man, I don't know how anyone could leave that place. In fact, I talked to Lisa yeah. about it. She's like, well, <laughs> until she met her husband, she's like, I was never going to leave. And I met my husband and I was like, okay, I'll come to Oslo. Yeah. Um, 
And so we as a team took a trip out there and we stayed there for five days and mm-hmm. really just worked on all on all of that stuff. Okay, let's get clear on like what is our not only our mission, but what's our missiology. Right. And we're doing missional community. What does community look like? And mm-hmm. what are we asking people to sign up for? What are we asking um Christians and non Christians and our church and our denomination? Like what what is it that like, how can we explain it to the, you know, you get what I mean. Sure, absolutely. Like what's, yeah. So what is it that we're doing? So we had a really great retreat, I think. Um, we'll call it a retreat. I don't, mm-hmm. it wasn't a conference, but it was just all of us. We just got, mm-hmm. well, we got a house together for a week. And it was great because we have, you know, we have um, regular meetings where we talk about these kinds of things and sort of like, okay, what's what does Ford look like as far as planting a church is concerned? But we get each other for like a couple of hours and go, great, think about that. I'll see you again in a week. We got to get together Mm-hmm. for like for a whole week we'd go okay great let's have some lunch and then we'll keep talking about that or we could talk way into the night after after the girls go to sleep or yeah. we could get up early make breakfast together like enjoy each other's company and then get into important stuff so mm-hmm. we had that um we had that meeting and then a meeting retreat whatever and then mm-hmm. put together um i say put on paper but yeah sort of put together yeah. our values and our mission what was your what was your experience of that? What does that look yeah. like from your perspective? No, I thought it was really good. And um, it was became more apparent to me as the week went on that this was something that we needed. Um, it was never something – this is the first time I've ever said that to Cam. So I'm not saying we didn't need it yeah. or that I thought we didn't need it before. But after you know being in that environment, just kind of away from – all of the other things we normally do on a day-to-day basis. Because one of the things, if I want to be like really cynical and, and play devil's advocate for a second, if I want to be really cynical and I hear you saying this stuff, it's like, well, didn't you guys already know that stuff before you came to Norway? Or didn't yeah. the people uh, at your church already know that before you joined them? And uh, the answer is yes and no. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Uh, because yeah. The answer is yes and no. Uh, uh, we The thing is, over the last two years, you gain perspective and you're doing a lot of different things. You're trying to get integrated into culture and ministry out here, you learn a lot of different things. You learn about what works and what doesn't. You have to pivot and adjust your plans as you see fit. And then another time, another thing is that you don't really have a lot of time uh, to really sit down and just set your principles like in stone Mm -hmm. almost. And what what I really loved about this week was that we all uh, were given tasks. We were all given different uh, areas of our missional life out here and what we want our church to accomplish and what we want to accomplish as, a, as, as Christians in Oslo. And we got to talk about the principles behind those things and yeah. why we do the thing that we do. Um, Cam was very gracious and let me talk about something that's very passionate in my heart. I got to talk about our evangelistic principles. Motown got to talk about uh, our mission and vision principles. Mm-hmm. And Alan got to talk about what does our missional community actually look like? Like what do we actually do? Exactly. Yeah. Practically. Um, and that was awesome. We got to actually lay the, lay that stuff out, get it all out in the air and codify it, like Cameron said, so that we can be as clear as possible to people out here who may want to come along with us, who may want to send us and plant. And it was really good. It was yeah. good to kind of take a break from a week-long break from ministry in Oslo and to just hyper-focus on what Word First wants to do. Yeah. And, and, and it was really good. And so, also to just have, to have yeah. some time together. Have some time together around the breakfast and lunch and dinner table. Yeah, and that's true. Yeah, around the farm, which was mm-hmm. beautiful, and play games yeah. and just whatever. Hang out with the girls. Hang out with the who girls. are insane. Uh, I love them in the, <laughs> yeah, in the most loving way possible. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we did that. That was really good. Um, 
What else happened after that? There's so much that happened in August. Yeah, well, something happened at the beginning of August. Yeah, uh, yeah. you guys have been here for two years. <laughs> yeah. Whitney and I get to celebrate that in a couple of weeks, but right. the rest of the team got here two mm-hmm. years ago. What do you think about that? Oh, gosh. <laughs> what don't I think about it? It was... Uh, it's been an absolute trip, uh, to be honest. I mean, it's it, there's so much to look back on and reflect on. And, um, you know, uh, one, one of the things is that these... These last two years have taught me, and really me and Motown, I'm not going to try and speak for Alan too much, but me and Motown's really taught us what it means to rely on God, especially when you uh, don't have a lot or most of the things that you had yeah. you know, in the, in the States when you left. It's been a lot, and I talk to my parents about it a lot. I mean, and, and they always want to know, like, are you guys fine? Like, are you going hungry? Like, are you, are you okay? And no, you know, we've never gone hungry. We've never uh, uh, been without. Mm-hmm. But that's the craziest thing in the world. If you yeah. look at, uh, to put it frankly, my bank account, right. <laughs> if you look at that and the fact that like we've never gone without, we've always ever had everything we've needed and we've had to rely on God. And by the way, this is still the easy way to, the easiest way to experience and learn this lesson because I mm-hmm. think about other people who have gone through way, not even close, like to even make this comparison at all is hilarious, but who have gone through way worse situations where they've had to learn how to rely on God and his provision and his care, way worse situations than us, and they were able to learn this lesson. Yeah. I hope um, I hope that me and Marissa can learn this lesson now, you know, as we're, as we're going through this. So right. through the last two years, I mean, we've uh, been so thankful and gracious for the people who have given money for us to be here. Mm. Uh, it's been tight. You know, it's, there's, been lots, yes, yeah. there's been lots of struggles that have been tight. Me and Marissa live very, very modestly, especially compared to where we came from. Mm-hmm. Um, but God has been so good. He's been so good and he's been so faithful. He, and in the midst of all the struggles, we've been taught uh, how to rely on him. Mm. And, um, and one of the things we've been kind of saying from day one is we need to keep looking at our altars uh, the, the altars is kind of a shortcut. We use a word first to kind of um, call us back to the things that God has done, the miracles that he's done to keep us here and to keep us thriving here and to keep us healthy here. And we had to keep looking at those altars. Like Israel had to build altars in the wilderness. Right, so otherwise they'd, they'd forget. Otherwise they'd forget. And otherwise we'll forget. Mm-hmm. We have to keep looking at those altars and it's, uh, it's been amazing. So what do I think about the last two years? The only thing I can really think about is God's faithfulness to us when it's been hard to be faithful. Yeah. And when we've wanted to be faithless, he's taking care of us in, in so many different ways. I can't even, it's hard to list the number. Yeah. Um, and I feel fulfilled. I, I feel uh, excited for the opportunities uh, I've had to do out here and that we've had to do as a team. Uh, you talk about me doing worship um, all over the place. That's a, I consider that a huge blessing because that's not something mm-hmm. I asked for. Yeah. Uh, and that's not something I expected. Um but it's been such a blessing. I've gotten to meet so many awesome people who get to hear about you know what we want to do in Oslo, and they've been encouraging, and they've been uh, uh, wise. They've been able to speak into my life, and we've gotten to be connected to them, and it's awesome. So mm. the last two years have been a trip. It's been challenging far beyond I could have expected, but in the midst of that, uh, God has just shown me how faithful He is, Yeah, and that's been uh, the most amazing thing to see. Yeah, I think that's that's good. Mm-hmm. He has, and that was the short version of that. Yeah, by the way. well, good. Yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah, 
I won't add much to that except to say just yeah. yes and amen. God has shown himself faithful and sort of whatever we go through. And we've been through some rough stuff. We've been through some tremendous um, victories and exciting things, and we've seen some really low lows. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds cliche, but in, in the midst of all of that, like God just turns even the bad things into, into good things. Right. And it's not, I mean, that's, it's a, this is one way to learn the lesson, right? Not that um, everything, when you become a Christian, everything is good. Or when you mm-hmm. follow God's call for your life, everything is good. Or when you cross cultures, yeah. like there's so much stuff that is a lot harder than we thought it was going to yeah. be. And it's hard to explain. You know, we come to Norway, we've talked about this a lot. Come to Norway, and culturally, it's very similar to the United States, especially compared to missionary friends we have who've gone to like places that were culturally they're very, very different. Mm-hmm. Compared to the United States, Norway is uh, Norway is close. They live close to each other on that on that continuum, mm-hmm. but it's different enough that it's hard to express just the the burden or the shock or like what it does to you when everything you do here is different. And you know, that bit, that little bit of anxiety you get when you go through the cash register, uh, go through the, go to the cashier, you go through the cash register, knowing they're going to start the conversation in Norwegian and it's gotten better. We know how oh, to, yeah. we know how to have that conversation now, but you still have that like, Oh my gosh, we're going to have to speak Norwegian. He's going to ask me if I'm a member and how, okay, what are the ways they ask me about a, about uh, if I need a receipt and like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's all that stuff that happens. There's that moment of anxiety when you have to, you have to call about your SIM card or get a doctor's appointment or call about your rent or to get your, get your oven fixed or whatever. Like, you know, you know, the robot voice is going to be going a hundred miles an hour in Norwegian <laughs> yeah, and you're gonna have to deal with that. And then you're going to get a real person on the phone who's going to come at you in Norwegian. Like, mm-hmm. so even just that, nothing happens in the language that you're, fam- that you're familiar with or that your heart speaks. Like you ha- you know that every interaction you have, you're going to have to start mm-hmm. with trying to understand a foreign language and then maybe sheepishly asking, can we switch to your second language? Cause I'm not good enough. <laughs> I'm not good enough at that one that, right. I yeah. chose to be here. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I chose to be here and I can't talk to you. Yeah. And I, there's that sort of shame and embarrassment that goes with that. So um, but in the midst of all of that, God has just shown himself incredibly faithful, which shouldn't surprise us. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it surprises me or if it's just a source of comfort, but it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. You said you're going to be, you said that you were going to be faithful even if we're faithless. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I think all that to just agree with you mm-hmm. to say that, that we underestimated some the, some of the difficulties. Oh, yeah. We've lived through some difficult uh, through some difficult seasons, even though it's only been a few seasons. Some of them have been rough and yeah. dark and cold. Mm-hmm. Um both like actually and slightly metaphorically mm-hmm. and uh, God's just been, he's been faithful and good and turned those good things into bad things. Use bad things to cause good consequences that we don't deserve anyway. So mm-hmm. yeah, there was a, um, need to look it up because I don't want to quote it wrong, but the verse that I posted um, on the, uh, cause I wrote the post uh, on the uh, uh, two year announcement thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to, just kind of read it. I was talking to my dad about it, actually. And, uh, you know, he was telling me about um, the things that dads do, um, you know, when they're trying to encourage their sons, especially um, sons they didn't expect to be missionaries, but sons that are super proud of. And I've been very thankful. My dad's been very encouraging about that. Um, and the reason I posted this verse is because particularly for me in my spiritual life, um, 
it's been kind of a refuge for me. And so, you know, Jesus says, truly I say to you, there's no one who's left house or brothers or sisters or mothers or fathers, children or lands for my sake or for the gospel who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time and in the age to come eternal life. Yeah. Uh, that's been like a huge refuge for me, to be honest. Uh, when things get difficult for me, for my parents, um, and for my wife and for her parents. And when things are struggling behind, we just realize, and we have to take to heart that heaven is not our, heaven is our home. Mm -hmm. This place is not our home. We're striving forwards toward the end. And one day we'll get to look back on all these difficult times and re and one day we'll see the full picture of what God was doing the whole time. Mm -hmm. And that this verse has become a refuge for me. It's become a refuge for my wife. It's become one for my mother too, who is like, I hate the fact that you're God. I miss you so much, but I love you. Keep doing what you're doing. And you're right. One day in all of eternity, we're never going to think about this missed time that we've had. Yeah. I think that's right. So it's been a huge comfort to me. It's been a huge refuge to me. And I hope those of you who are, pursuing the gospel, pursuing what God wants you to do wherever you're at. I hope you realize that doing these things for the sake of the gospel, going and out and, and, and spending your life teaching other people about Jesus, you will never, ever regret that. You will, your reward from him is a hundredfold yeah. in this life and the next. Yeah. 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 Ultimately, you won't regret it. You might find reasons to regret sure. now, but ultimately, yeah. yes, it, we've talked about that a lot, about how it kind mm. of uh, compared to eternity it rounds down to zero. Right. Know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And what so, else, what else happened in, in August and the first few days of September In the first few days of September? Uh, Oh, that's right. Cameron. What else do we need to talk about? Which I'm uh, not setting you up for. I'm just making sure we don't <laughs> miss anything. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, you went on a uh, you went to camp too. Uh-huh. Is that right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I promise I wasn't setting you up for that. Like, yeah, hey, you asked for, me about camp. But, I figured you weren't, but yeah. then I was like, that was the thing I remembered, and I don't know how much time we have yeah. left. So but I, uh, I did go to camp. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was uh, I was invited by the Nordic Chinese Christian Church, which is I want to say it's an association of churches. I don't think it's a denomination. Yeah, um, that is headquartered in Helsinki in Finland. And they have a congregation here in Oslo, and they're fantastic. And I've had the opportunity to preach there several times, and mm-hmm. every time it's just an absolute blessing. I uh, really do have a lot of tender affection for this church, and so had the opportunity to. They asked me if I would be their guest speaker for their weekend camp. So we had, mm-hmm. I don't know, probably forty or fifty at the camp, something yeah. like that. And maybe a few, maybe over or underestimating, but if I am, it's only by a few. Yeah. I'm super stoked you got to do that. Yeah, it was I'm awesome. so happy for you. It was really That's great. amazing. I was just couldn't yeah. and they they're just so good to us. Like yeah. they paid the way for my family to be there and made sure that yeah. we had a room that had beds for all of us. Mm-hmm. And so Whitney and the girls got to come and uh, they gave me sort of more freedom than I wanted to they're just like what do you want to talk about? We like the things that you preach about. We think that's so what do you think? Yeah. And so got to collaborate with them about about teaching. I did two two hour sessions on Saturday, then two one hour sessions on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, just a, it's just a tremendous blessing. And we had people there. It was interesting. So the guy who is in charge of it is Charles. What up, Charles? Mm-hmm. I don't even know if we have, he knows that we have a podcast, yeah. but if he does, he will now. Yes. he's been shouted out. And uh, so all these people have a uh, Chinese background. So mm-hmm. some of them immigrated. Actually, I don't think all of them are Chinese. Like we met a young lady from Malaysia, but sure. um, the majority of them, like, they're very often they're like first generation immigrants. So their mm-hmm. parents immigrated from China or right. Hong Kong yeah. and they're the first ones here. So Charles, but Charles is an American from Boston uh-huh. who that's also true of. So he's, a, he's has Chinese 
ancestry or her- not even ancestry, like his folks. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know, what do we call our folks? Our ancestors. Yeah. And he was he One sort day. of took responsibility for for the camp and invited me to come and speak. And um, like our first night there, it was the sea of beautiful Chinese faces yeah. and me. And he's like, I just love seeing such an international crowd here. And I was like, <laughs> what? And he's like, and, and it's so stupid of me to be surprised. He's like, we've got people here from Norway and from Sweden and from Finland and Denmark. Mm. And then at last of all, he's like, and then me and Cam from America. I was like, ah, that's right. It's because every, because people look similarly sure. doesn't mean that they have the same right. like background or history. Mm-hmm. So what a great reminder of that. Like I wouldn't have thought of it as an international crowd. But then I thought about that. I was like, if you get a bunch of like Germans and Swedes and French guys yeah. and, and Russians in a room and you just, and it wouldn't be like, I wouldn't think that's not international. I go, what an international crowd. We have people from all over. Anyways, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, beside course. the point. But I had the opportunity to um, sort of be the guest speaker, which is weird for me. I, mm-hmm. I don't know why... Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't is know that why the first time for some kind of camp like that? Yeah. That been, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, first time we've gotten to speak at a camp like that. So it was good. We yeah. spent several hours together. So we did a couple of hours on like God's attributes mm. and his goodness, which was really good. Yeah. And then we spent some time together just like looking through the Proverbs. What are some, what are some principles for life? Like how can I leave today sure. and live differently and learn to live wisely? And then we did some time. Uh, I, I took a page out of Sean McDonald's book. Mm. Sean McDonald. Yeah. McDonald. Oh my gosh, Sean! I'm so sorry. He's not listening to this, but Sean, if you hear this, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sean McDowell's book, which was uh, pretended to be an atheist mm-hmm. and gave a 10 minute presentation yeah. on why I, yeah. why I'm an atheist, and then That's took brilliant. questions. And then uh, once I felt dirty enough, I was like, okay, okay, okay. I'm not really an right. atheist. Let's do Q and A as a Christian apologist. And so we did that, and that was really yep. great. Did one of the Christians hold their hands up and say, we'll take the blasphemy challenge if you're really an atheist? No, no, gosh. Praise God. No, they didn't. Um, That's not what the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is. But anyways, go ahead. Right. Yeah, that's not right. Uh, So anyways, that was really really great. And it's always a pleasure. I love them so much. And like I said, they worked it out. Like I said, asked, would it be possible for my family to come? They said, oh, we don't know. Um, You know, we have to have to figure out how to get them paid for. And then they just paid their way and then like made a place for them in all of their programs and everything they were doing and honored me and my family, certainly beyond what we, um, what we deserve, but it was amazing. And so that those things have been, those are some of the opportunities we've taken to be parts of other congregations, but then in the context of what we're doing here, Whitney and I had that meeting that we talked about that we were preparing for. So we met with Benta. Yes, so we're going to yeah. get prepared for what does our church plant look like? Like, let's codify that. And then we had that meeting a couple of days ago. And I think that went really, really well. So it was, it was me and Whitney, Whitney and I. It was Whitney, no, Whitney and me. That's right. It was Whitney yep. and me and Benta from our church and Zach and Jen. And Zach and Jen are in the leadership team of our church. And they do lead in the denomination. And they're also our our uh, organizational superior, Zach hates when I call him my boss. He's been on the podcast before. Check out Zach Dove. Yeah, he's um, awesome. We'll and they're here in Oslo with us also, but they're, they're also uh, in charge of us as far. They're our team leaders um, with IMB. And we got to just kind of lay out, like, what do we think our church plan? All that stuff that we've yeah, worked yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that went really, really well. That's, that's my perspective. We got to get clear on a few things. I mean, we've kind of felt, especially these last several months, a little bit off balance, slightly uneasy. Shaking, or it's like, yeah. should we should we be moving forward with a church plant? Or like, are are we ready? What does our what does our church leadership think of us? What it, like, just kind of not should should we move forward? And it seems and do they think that we're moving forward? Because there's been some of that. Like, what do they think we're up to? And are we up to the right things? And are we doing what God wants us to do? So, anyways, we got to sort of just talk about all of that. And we spent several hours together. They're here for almost four hours. 
And um, we got to just lay it all out, which was great. And so we don't have to share, I don't think, our vision and, and stuff necessarily. Maybe we'll have a podcast where we do that, mm-hmm. although I don't know how important. If you guys want that, send us an email. Give us a call. Mm-hmm. Leave us a leave us a comment or whatever, whatever yeah. platform you're hearing this on. Um, let us know, Larry. Yeah. Yeah, let us know, Larry. <laughs> we'll go, I'll have you for coffee. We don't need to make a podcast yeah, for that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, uh, we got to present that to church leadership yeah, and denominational cool. leadership and talk about what does our partnership look like and what does planting look like? Because we're doing something that's pretty different than what most folks are doing here. Now, for sure, there are people who are doing missional community or something something near enough to it that we have some uh, expertise to draw on, which is wonderful. But it was really good. Uh, and then, it, and we got some excellent questions. We got some challenging, received some challenging questions that I'm really grateful for. Yeah. Because if there are no challenging questions, then <laughs> then uh, that's that's never good, right? When nobody has any questions. Yeah. Well, that's, and also on account of our fallibility yeah. and lack of omniscience, there's definitely room for critical feedback. Right. Right? I mean, the thing we've been saying since day one is we are not Norwegians right. and we never will be. And so we need to listen to people who have been here, who have grown up here and who have been here longer than us because they have uh, expertise and wisdom we need to glean from. So. And that was, I mean, Benta's first bit of feedback. She, we, yeah. I, we, I, they let me sort of shoot my whole shot. Yeah. And then Benta was like, okay, as a Norwegian, here are some of my concerns. Yeah, I'm like, perfect. that's just like, I need that. Yeah. We need that. And the church needs that. And so I think that went that went really well, and we left sort of at the end of it, just understanding each other better, and with church leadership going, okay, you guys should get started. So what that mm. looks like is let's start transitioning you out of your um, out of your areas of ministry at church right. and out of our house churches. So house church is what home church calls it, small group communities, mm-hmm. and. So how do we transition ourselves well out of all of those so that we have time to start cultivating our missional community that eventually is going to be our church plant? Right. And we have, I say permission, permission isn't the word, but blessing and understanding Mm -hmm. that that's what's going on. I was was talking to them. I said, it seems sometimes like you guys take for granted that we have, that we're moving forward with the church planting stuff. And I said, we're not. As far as I'm concerned, we're sort of standing at the gate Mm -hmm. waiting for your blessing to open it and get to work. Right. And I know that that's a silly, um, that's a, that's a super silly metaphor, but I think it was good because then because we, we can use that and I said then I was, uh, use that now and moving mm-hmm. forward. And Bent was like, "Yeah, open the gate, move forward. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what that looks like. Let's talk about how like what are the natural rhythms in Norwegian mm-hmm. in the Norwegian calendar? There are better times and worse times to start new things. How do we um, how do we meet people that we think would be that we want to have community with, mm-hmm. but we're, but that we're not like poaching important people from other churches because of course sure. this is our first one. We want mature, reliable Christians to plant with us, but mm-hmm. mature, reliable Christians, they're going to be an important part of the mm-hmm. ministry and, and church family that they're a part of. So yeah, they usually are. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was good. So we got to talk through a bunch of that stuff and just kind of go, all right, let's get, let's start strategizing, which I'm really eager to do. So uh, we as a team get to start strategizing and talking about what do we think it's going to take to get from here to there yeah, and then uh, do that in concert and cooperation with church and ultimately denomination leadership. Mm. So um, what does it look like to be a Baptist union church, which is important to us because then we're part of something that exists, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I mean, well, and that just speaks to just who we are, what we've had in our minds and hearts from day one is a very cooperative spirit. So um, it's something I, I mean, it's something I just mentioned ago, right? You know, we're not trying to, kick the doors down and just kind of go off on our own or yep. right or start off, start off our own thing without any support or 
being known to the people here who've who've done ministry for a while. Um, the Christians here have been doing ministry, in, you know, in a very dark city spiritually mm-hmm. in a very dark country and we need to respect that and we need yeah. to respect that not just by acknowledging that but by working with them and, right. and gleaning from that and so well, yeah, yeah and i think it's mm-hmm. it's just naive we, we knew this before we left we talked about right. it so if any of you were at our the our uh, dinners that we had where we talked about the the um vision and needs of the ministry mm. you heard us say this like we're not the american saviors we're not the american Amen. supermen who Thank are God. you know who are flying in <laughs> you know we're flying in to save the day yeah and what a naive view that would be that like that all that Norway, you know what the Norwegian Christians need is they need some Americans who know how to do it the American way. Yeah. And that just becomes clearer and clearer and clearer. And so often I'm just like, man, the, the Christian community here is mm-hmm. so rich and so deep and it's been around for so long. Like we'll hear hymns right. being sung and I'm like, <laughs> how cute they have that, that hymn in Norwegian. And I'm like, Oh, they had it in Norwegian before we had it in English. Right. <laughs> well, it's funny. Uh, it's funny you say it like that because it's one thing to say, you know, Hey, we're not the American saviors from a place of, uh, thank God, wisdom at the mm-hmm. time before we came here. It's another thing to say that from experience and yeah. just realize it's like, why. yeah, well, it's like, oh, of course, you know, that's what you're supposed to say. You're not the American saviors. And it's like, no, after being here, uh, we know now even more clearly that is way not the yeah. case at all. <laughs> right. We, we uh, are not the American saviors. And if we tried to be, we'd fail. Right. Uh, that's, that is so uh, true. And yeah. now we know it experientially. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's been anyway. So that's been really great. So we got to have that, uh, got to have that long conversation, mm-hmm. and there's some challenges and stuff to do. And there's still a lot we have to learn. You talked about that a little bit earlier, Jacob. Where it's yeah. like we've been here for two years, um, and we, there's stuff we have to learn. So some of it is like we spoke about before we left for Norway. Talked about the vision and our mission, and so much of it was still floppy because we we didn't know. We knew overall. We knew in in vague and abstract ways, but it's like. We, there was so we didn't know so much of what we didn't know, and now we've yeah. learned a bit about what we don't know, which mm-hmm. is actually like to know what you're ignorant of is a step in the right direction. Sure, and then to know to have an idea about how to fill those ignorances mm-hmm. with experience and truth and knowledge, I think is really great. And so we're getting there. We, we understand a little bit more about what we don't know and how to fill that up, and we know a bunch more stuff mm-hmm. now too. So the mission. And vision hasn't changed, really. It's just mm-hmm. come better into fo- – it's like a developing Polaroid, right? Sure, sure, sure. It was just blurry and gray, and now it's coming more and more into focus, and we're able right. to see more clearly the stuff that's in the frame. And uh, as that happens more and more, that's great. And there's still a bunch. Like, what's great about the model that we're pursuing is individual churches have a lot of autonomy and and freedom mm-hmm. to – understand their mission in their ex- like community yeah. with their lives and their gifts and their context. There was much discussion about that in, uh, on the West coast during our retreat. Yeah. Um, Cam, we got to wrap it up for today. Yeah. Unsurprisingly, we, uh, found lots of things to talk about. I feel like uh, there's like, a bunch of stuff we missed too. So maybe we'll just, that's fair. Yeah. But there's, there's another thing. There's a podcast we have, we can just do it on there. Yeah. Uh, but very cool, man. Thank you so much for meeting with me today to yeah, talk about these things. You who are listening at home, thank you for tuning in to listen and we'll see you again next time. Please keep following us on social media. And as our uh, uh, plans for our church plant come better into focus and as things start to happening, we will not hesitate to keep you guys updated. Yeah. We'll see you again next time. God bless. Thank you for listening to Word First Radio. Be sure to like, subscribe, and check us out online at wordfirst.us. Yeah!